it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the a seat of a rally here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, well it should be Episode 13, but I suppose with the whole rallying thing, we'll call it Episode 12B, or S12B. <laughs> Connor, you're welcome along as always. Thanks Kevin, great to be here, and especially after an exciting Killarney Rally, so uh, I'm looking forward to chatting all things rallying. That's for sure, that's for sure, you know, we have another jam-packed, we keep saying it with a jam-packed show, but this <laughs> this week we really, really have. Uh, we catch up with Callum Devine. Uh, Robert Barable, Gordon Noble, and Rob Duggan, and that's like a great bumper and a bit of chat there. Uh, also catch up with the two-wheel drive owner, uh, Gary Kiernan, and he's joined with Sean Moynihan. And then Mayday was also on their big holiday Monday. Uh, we caught up with the two-wheel drive owners, or, or no, the overall owners, sorry, Aaron McLaughlin and Darren Curran. And then second place was Johnny Leonard, and then two-wheel drive owners was Barry Morris and Jared Kelly. And then we caught up with two guys then that's probably returning to the sport after a wee bit of a layoff is Rodney Walton and Daniel Doherty. But, you know, before we start, as always, please like, share, rip, comment, you know, just keep, you know, just keep watching and listening to this and we are overwhelmed by the numbers. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's gratefully appreciated. Uh, Connor, like, it's, what can we say about the way this podcast is going? It's, it's fantastic really, isn't it? Uh, look, Kevin, just every week we get blown away with, um, you know, the amount of downloads and shares and likes, etc. And every week it surpasses what our expectations are. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I talk about the show and plan it on the Monday morning. And, you know, uh, by the time we get to the weekend, it's like, oh, my God, can't believe that uh, it's so popular. And, and, and you know, yeah, just yeah. just blown away. Yeah, people want to listen to us waffle. I don't know. No. <laughs> it's not us. No, we, no, we Kevin, know that. <laughs> no, they don't listen to us. It's the guests. They're here. Yes, exactly. No, stop me. <laughs> but, uh, no, what can we say? Clearly, oh, my God. We keep saying this, you know, the Tarmite Championship is at the level that we can't, you know, it's getting harder and harder to find the words that keep surpassing everything we, we expect. Clarny delivered it all and more. It did. Look, it's an absolute cracking championship this year. It's so close. And really at this stage, it's, it's unpredictable. Like we're halfway through or just over at a halfway point. And uh, yeah, Killarney give us everything. Give us the drama, give us excitement, give us the mixed conditions. Um, My favourite bit from Killarney has to be Killian's stage in interview with um, Rob Duggan. At the end of stage one, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's going to go down folklore there, really. Is, Absolutely. You know? Just yeah. the look of surprise, shock, disbelief on Rob's face when he's told he's, you know, 10 point seconds quicker than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It was brilliant. It really was. You know, like that is going to be another one of those Frank Maher, you know, ones, you know, what would you do if you had a work scar? You know, it's, that's going to be there forever and a day. Like, and that. You know, and this this championship is delivering at the moment as key moments, you know, and that is, you know, that's what we're going to look, you know, we're going to remember them things in 10 years, 20 years time. And that that speaks volumes of where we're at at the moment. Yeah, I know it is. And again, you know, when you look at the stage times, 
trading tenths of seconds. Just incredible what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every one of the main protagonists, they're all quick. They're all fast. They're all out there. They're all on it from the mm -hmm. get go. Yeah. That's what I, you know, there, there's no more. Alice and we'll build up the pace over Saturday and we'll give it, you know, big guns on Sunday morning. Yeah. It's literally from stage one, they have to be on it or they're out of it. Yeah, I, and there's no even backing off for the last couple of stages yeah. on the Sunday either because, you yeah. know, as, as Gordon Noble says at some point when we're chatting, it's from the first corner to the last corner. It's, it's, it's everything's there, everyone's on the line right from the start to the finish. And like that, uh, the, you, know, you know, a few guys have mentioned Craig Brain brought, you know, the, you know, he showed the world how good Irish rallying was. And I think what better tribute than the way these guys are performing on the stage is they are showing Irish rallying in the best possible way. I know. In, 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 it's funny, you know, at the time people sort of said, oh, Craig's taking a step back by doing the, you know, the, the Tarmac Championship and stuff. Far from it. He was honing his skills and it was keeping him, you know, absolutely... Um, what do you call it? On it, you know, and 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 I'm I'm lost for the words here, but basically, you know, it was honing his skills to go back to the WRC again. Yeah, because I it was going back to the the WRC with you know it had the the fight back, he had you know the the scrapping skills there that you know every tenth of a second, every fraction of a second, it all counted, you know. But you know that, that you know, and that is what it's all about, and that's why we love this sport. Absolutely. Listen, it's just delivering bucket loads of excitement and, you know, edge of the seat stuff at home and internationally. You know, our, mm -hmm. like our little Paddy Power, as, as you call it, mm -hmm. squad are like doing us proud, uh, you know, at here and beyond. That's for sure. That's for sure. And the Clarny, you know, like right from the get go, uh, Moles Gap, Rob blew us away once again. Uh, and, like, you know, to step into Apollo for the first time. Yes, he drove a Fiesta bike in 2018 in Donegal. Like, but the guy's been away living in Australia for the guts of a year. He hasn't probably even looked at probably much of a rally car in you know, 10, 11 months. To come back and do it, that was just mind-blowing. Like, he has a sublime talent. He, oh, incredible. You know, to go from a Mark II, to have, as you say, that, that, that hiatus away from it, to then step into Polo with limited testing, um, you know, not really having something to benchmark it against to get it set up, mm -hmm. and um, to be unaware of his talent when he got to the stop line of stage one, just incredible, mm -hmm. just incredible. Yeah. And, you know, we should pay tribute to Melvin Evans Motorsport to provide it, you know, the car with the setup to allow him to do that as well. You know, that speaks volumes for that team. You know, we, you know, we've seen Alistair Fisher marrying himself doing it. Uh, like Melvin Evans, the, that team, you know, for a small home, you know, home brewed, probably the wrong word, but, you know, a small family outfit to do what they do. Like we've seen it in the British Championship a couple of years ago. We're seeing it in the Tarmac Championship this last few years. The car they give Manus Kelly for the three years in Donegal, you know, it's, yeah. What a team, really. Yeah, I listen, fantastically turned out cars, attention to detail, well set up, well maintained. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very rare you hear of a mechanical failure or a breakdown on, on you know, the cars that come from Melvin Evans. Mm -hmm. it just they, they're fantastic car prep people. That's for sure. That is for sure. But, like, you know, the, the twists and turns clearly took, you know, uh, and like for once, you know, Josh Moffat now, in fairness to Josh, like he never really seems to click with, you know, in Clarny. But to see him dropping and like 
A few years ago, dropping 10, 12 seconds a stage, you wouldn't have even thought anything of it. But like, uh, you know, he still finished third. He picked up good point for the championship. It still leaves him in a very strong place. But like, you know, they're starting to as, as the car getting old. And like, that's after one event. It, you know, that's it's scary, you know, how the championship keeps developing. That, you know, a guy has one bad event and, you know, people are nearly starting to write them off. I think write Josh Moffat off at your peril. Oh, completely write him off at your peril. Like, at the end of the day, he, he's, he's still leading that championship. Um and going to Donegal where he's strong and you know Cork and Ulster ahead mm-hmm. again all good events for him he's won them in the past um so there's no way you could rule Josh out at all no definitely not definitely not you know and like you know he's 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 a wily folks too he knew if he was there to finish he would still pick up good points and that's exactly what happened you know so and like you know uh, Robert Barable like. We all were amazed and, you know, we put it down, oh, maybe it was the, the wet weather, maybe that helped his performance in, in West Cork. And then to see him do the same again, clearly, oh, maybe the damp conditions. When it was dry on Sunday, he still had the pace. And that has to bode well. And, like, and Rob is such a lovely man. He, is, he, he seems so relaxed. He just seems to love his rallying. And, to, you know, his stage in interviews, you know, even his demeanour around service and one thing or another, he's just loving life at the minute. He is, and look, as we can see, settling very well into that C3. It's coming to him, and, you know, two very strong results there, um, mm-hmm. West Cork and, and Killarney. Uh, again, another man to... And, you know, and, you know, we cannot forget the man that won the rally, Callum Devine and Noel Sullivan. What, you know... You know, this guy was on his sickbed two days before the rally, and come, come out and do what he done. Like, that's... Ah, you know, um, we know Callum is a like a fantastic talent, but I think this year we're really starting to see him come of age. Yeah, to me, the mental focus that he must, uh, well, that he did have, and he showed to to be feeling so poorly, um, to still you know go for it and take take on everyone and take on Killarney in all the conditions. And set some of the times he set, and the drive he had on Sunday was just incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like the two robes were coming at him relentlessly. You know, and, and you know there was no let up, but he kept. You know, not not that it was his rally to lose at any stage, but he just kept it steady. He kept it, you know, kept it fast, kept it tidy, and he just he done the job he had to do. Absolutely, and again, you know. Mall's gap first stage didn't go his way at a puncture on it, you know. So again, he had that to overcome and 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 you know bring himself back and can't mentally steady himself, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 go at this and 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 fight. Yeah, and listening to him, like Noel has brought something to that team that maybe had like you know that seems to have settled the thing and it seems to be a you know a yang to a yang or whatever way you want to put it you know it seems to have brought Callum to a good place and they they, they seem to be a great wee team going there yeah absolutely it's a fantastic partnership they work very well together and again you know delighted for Noel that's his home event he's won mm-hmm. it now two years so you know great for him as well mm-hmm. and that probably gives him the bragging rights around Killarney as well too so. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Three points, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And like, you know, you know, we haven't even touched on all the other, you know, there were some fantastic performances right throughout the field. But I think we'll touch more in the modified after we hear from for you know, first of all, you know, the top guys. Uh well first of all you hear from Callum Devine here.
Yeah, look, hey, um, we're delighted. We're delighted to get the one again. Um, yeah, absolutely delighted, especially two in a row. And, uh, yeah, for Noel as well, it's quite good for him too, obviously. That's his, I'm being from as his local rally, so he is, and now he has two to add to his mantelpiece. So, no, it's all good. All good in this camp. Yeah, and like the polo, you know, you, you said at the start of the year, you just felt there was something just missing. But yeah, everyone has clicked now. That's the circuit. And now, uh, you know, clearly, the car must be feeling good and below you now at this point. Yeah, it is. So it is. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting the hang of it. The start of the year now, we had a bit of so many things that we just needed ironed out with the setup and stuff. Um, we probably went down the wrong route and so many things and stuff. But no, look, it's, it's, it's coming strong again now, obviously. And uh yeah, that's uh, we're happy enough with it, you know, and uh, yeah, we enjoyed it. Uh, and Robert Barable, like, you know, uh, second and like probably one of the the maddest Killarneys there's been in a few years, like the conditions, the epic stages. Uh, Killarney had everything this weekend to come away with second. You have to be very proud of that drive. Yeah, I suppose we're a little bit downhearted and not upbeat about it after our Circuit of Ireland performance, but um. When you're going to Killarney, that the Saturday stages alone would be a challenge. Never mind the weather conditions and the and, and whatever else it was going to throw at us. But Saturday was a good day for us, and then Sunday, and obviously, which is normally and not so much a lesser day when you have a big Saturday, but it's normally not as demanding as 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 it has been. And the Sunday was as demanding, so it was kind of a an approach that more of a mental approach that you need to keep the pace on all the way to the last stage. Like before going into the last stage, it was only twenty seconds between ourselves and Callum, but like. After two hundred and probably two hundred and twenty-five kilometers, with twenty seconds between us, it's, it's a fair, uh, it's a fair pace to 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 bring to it to the event, and it's just one of them events. You just have to keep going from the start to finish, and it just clicked for us on a Saturday, and we got into good rhythm, good and early, and okay, we've worked hard at the car through, particularly at that rally. So we're kind of getting comfortable with it now, Um we'd like to think that we've all the issues ironed out, and we're kind of on top of it now. So. Going to the to the, the big rally that the whole country revolves around now. We'd like to think that we should be able to settle in a bit earlier. Not necessarily say that we're gonna challenge for the win, but if we can be in a good strong position at the end of each day and improve our pace, um that would be the object of the exercise. But Clarny was good, um pace was good and strong, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. And and Gordon, like from your point of view, Killarney is probably one of those events that probably the co-driver cool is a Busier than a lot of other events, you know. We think of the likes of Cod's Head, Art Groom, uh, you know, they are, you know, relentless for corners and crests and one thing making sure job vital. I can tell us, Kevin, you know, um, but it also makes you feel sort of um, uh, useful, I suppose, as well, because you're in there, you're do, do, doing something that the drivers uh, relying on you, and those are the sort of stages that you're not going to learn them. Um, you have to rely on, on, rely on the sort of notes, and the, the notes have to be accurate as well. Not only not only the making, but this kind of uh, whenever you're there and that uh, on the day as well. So yes, it's tough. It's it's not wouldn't call it tough. It's just relentless, but it's certainly um, uh, rewarding as well. And if you do uh, do get it right, you know. Yeah, and like Rob Duggan, what can we say? You know, the Saturday morning up the gap. We all know you have this secret of the gap that, that you know used to be talked about. But like your first time in the polo up the hill, you know. You know, you, you could see the expression in your face yourself and Jared at the end of the stage. I think even you were shocked how quick you were. Yeah, to be honest, we just we crossed the finish line, and uh, the first thing I said was we got rolled up there. We're we're definitely way back there. Like, 
And we know the times that we've done up there in the Mark too. okay, there's chickens and bits and pieces added in and conditions can be different or whatever. So you just judge it some way off that. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're after being beat big time here. Like, and that was just being genuine. We were, we genuinely had not a great run, we thought. And when Kidian told us the time, it, it was a huge shock to us and yeah, a good shock. Um, yeah. It kind of woke us up a bit. But um, yeah, it was definitely a big shock to the two of us. And like you know, you talked about like you know you felt it wasn't good, but like that must give you great confidence. And you you weren't happy with your performance. Do you still have set that time? Does it nearly make it nearly more difficult going into the next stage? Then does that set your expectations up a level? Well, we just said going into the next one. Look, we we can't make it a fluke that we were quickest on the first one. We will try and give it some go on away. Just not going not going too wild. We knew we had a a good enough setup for the the wet conditions and. That's what we tested in for the, the bit of a test we got in the car and we were comfortable in it. So we just said we'd keep going at the pace we were going. Okay, we didn't take quite as much time out of the boys in the, the second one. But um, yeah, we still came out quickest than that. And we were confident enough that, yeah, we were happy enough in the car. And if things stayed going the way they were going, we could stay going there comfortably. But we also knew that the two boys here with us, or the three boys, they were going to come hounding and they were going to be able to play around with their cars and into Cod said in our groom and get them fine-tuned that little bit more and be a lot quicker and that's that's exactly what happened Um, we knew we'd struggle that little bit with setups but we kind of knew that before we ever started the weekend and uh, yeah we were still just gonna go as hard as we could for as long as we could <laughs> and Callum you know we, you know we, you said about each other a couple of weeks ago after the circuit and I said you know what's your thoughts ahead of you know Clarny and you said, well, if Rob Duggan, Jaron Apollo, he's going to be the man to watch. Like, what he done at the weekend, like, you know how difficult these cars are to drive. You have to tip your hat to him, what he done there, especially on Saturday morning. Oh, for sure, for sure, Kevin. He's he's no slouch, like, Rob's no slouch. Like, he, he was in an R5 before, we obviously, in Donegal, and he wasn't hanging about the other like. So, yeah, look, this home rally, I think anybody during the home rally has that wee bit of bite about them too as well you know and, and always has that a wee bit of an age too so yeah but obviously I'm jumping into Apollo now he, um, fuck a good car to get into too all the same so <laughs> it's definitely not going to be easy work with you know so yeah okay, yeah uh, like Rob you know like we've seen in uh, West Cork you know the changeable conditions just at you mm. like uh, uh, it's good to see that the pace was still there but even on Sunday when the conditions was dry I think you 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 were able to prove a point that you, you weren't just relying on the mixed conditions. You were able to set the times even in good conditions as well. Yeah, in many ways, I wish I didn't have the Sunday I had in West Cork because the expectations just went out through the roof after that, you know. But it's just one of them things. The Sunday in West Cork just clicked with us. It's just it it it's a it's a hard feeling to explain. It's not it's not something that we drove any different. It just clicked and happened, and the conditions were all but atrocious. But it just worked for us and. In 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 uh, in Killarney at the weekend when the conditions were mixable, we went on to the harder Michelin on the second run over miles gap and Ballack Beam and it, it hampered us big time. But when the sun came out on the last four stages, it was there wasn't a whole pile between us now. So it was good to see when the mixed conditions were in, our pace was good, and then when the bone dry conditions came in, our pace was good. Because I think that's what what really made us suffer in Circuit of Ireland. I didn't have much dry running before the Circuit of Ireland, just trying to get used to the level of grit that we have in the cars on a good dry road is probably is probably hard to explain to anybody what you the, the actual grip you have and the corner speed you can carry so 
on the Sunday evening stage when the sun came out, it was it was nice to see that we had good pace to to uh, good pace against Callum and, and Rob. Yeah, and like is, is that all down to trust in in yourself and in the car that the moment that you can lean on them cars, like they they respond to you being aggressive once them on that type of road. The first the first loop Sunday afternoon, I just followed Callum's marks and broke a little bit <laughs> and started a bit earlier and ran a bit wider and. I knew he would. I knew if there was any shocks in the system that you were able to feed him. And well, you just have to get trust in the car. You have to get the feeling. It's it's like you hear people going on about the feeling. If you don't get a feeling in the car, it's hard to trust the grip. And and that's really where the difference in the time is. I think personally, from my own from my own perspective, I think that's really where the difference of the time is. If you don't get the feeling of grip and comfort, it's too hard to commit and push because the speeds that we're at and the 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 pace that's there in the championship at the moment is is. Not to be sniffed at, like, yeah. And like, I don't think any of them, maybe yeah. Callum, Callum's been in that championship a little bit longer than me, he'd be able to he'd be able to clarify it. But I definitely think for Sunday midday, Sunday afternoon stages pace, I don't think it was slack. And Callum, do you want to take that up there? You know, you've been at this level now for this is your, your second year now at this level, uh, third year, sorry. And like, like, it's not getting any lesser than the pace. No, that's not. The pace doesn't get any lesser, so it's not. Um, yeah, everything needs to be clicking. Everything needs to click and everything needs to go well now to get good results there. Um, I think even like, yeah, I think probably the perfect example, Josh probably doesn't click for him there at the weekend and, and look how much he fell back, you know, just compared to the guys with just with some bit of confidence and bit of, yeah, just just the better feeling, obviously, uh, as Rob touched on there. So, yeah, you need a... Uh, you need to have a be right on everything, you know, to be in this at the top of this this championship. To be fair, now it's always been like that. I think even when Craig was doing it, he even preached about that too back in the day in twenty nineteen. He says how how strong a competition is in this championship, even way back in, you know, mm-hmm. with Grayson Alley and Gordy as well, you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's a tight championship. That's for sure. And like Rob, like you know, for you to come in, like you've been away in Australia for the guts of a year, haven't really probably thought an awful lot about rallying to get back in again. You know, I know that yes, your local stages and all that there, but to get that feeling, to put that trust in yourself and in the car straight away, like, talk us through, you know, how do you do that? Or is it just a mindset, right, I'm here to do your job and I'm going to do it? I suppose it's just the mindset of, right, this is the dream come true, setting into an R5 Polo, possibly one of the, the best R5s at the moment, and Basically up the likes of, okay, a mile gap, I know, like the back of my hand, I think everyone knows that by now, but uh, other than that, like I wouldn't have major experience, but just getting the getting the chance to do that, we just say, set out from the word go that we were just going to drive as hard as we possibly could and see where it got us, and if we were tint overall at the end of the rally, or if we were first overall, anything was a bonus, the bar, just the two of us having fun, so it was just... I suppose the relaxed mindset probably helped us in the, the long run. There was no real pressure on us going up Miles Gap. Yeah, of course, everyone was waiting at the, the end for Killian's interview to see that we set some sort of a reasonable time and whatever. But look, we just took it as a, as a game. We weren't putting any pressure on ourselves. We just wanted to have fun and enjoy it for what it was. And if we could bring it to any of the boys, that was just a bonus at the end of the weekend. So it was just a relaxed mindset. And I, I think that kind of worked for the weekend, really. Yeah, and like Melvin Evans give you the polo. Like, did you make any significant changes to the car, or like, did they give you almost the perfect car to start with? 
Well, we went down for the test, and for the bit of testing we did, I didn't change one flick or didn't change the car one bit. As I was saying to them, that anything that I got was going to be a million times better than the, the Mark II in a way, because I tested the Mark II in the same road probably four or five, five years ago now, I'd say, with Ryan Lochran, and uh, it was <laughs> 10 times better than the Escort going down there. So I couldn't tell really was it a good or a bad setup, but. Look, it must have been a, a very good setup with the, the two stage times we set at the, the first two stages. So I I was happy from the word go. It wasn't doing anything that it shouldn't have. We got confident in it straight away. It was the first time I was in a rally car in a year and we were up to okay speed fairly quick. So I was I was happy with the test and uh, just gave me the confidence then going into model gap to try and do something. And to be fair, any setup bits and pieces I threw at them the weekend, as best as I could explain it, they helped me out and uh, we changed a good bit Sunday morning and uh, I think on the second loop Sunday it really clicked in and it was the kind of the first time in the whole weekend that we really got to one with the car and we just drove it as hard as we possibly could and I don't think I could go much quicker and I, um, I don't know maybe my head would get around the speed of it a bit more and you might go quicker but no it was they were fantastic and the, the car was very good and we, anything we threw at them they tried to help us as best as they could and mm-hmm. Look, the time showed it to be able to jump in and go that quick, I suppose, in the, our first weekend in the car. It just shows that it was a very good car. And like Callum was saying, the setups are so important and they're playing with setups all the time. It must have been close enough, maybe not for every stage, but yeah, it, it was close enough for the, the majority of the stages for the weekend. And, and Gordon, like from your point of view, you know, like you you see these developments in these cars, like you've sat in a few R5s over the years. Like what they have brought to this championship over the last number of years, the level of commitment, professionalism, uh, it's, it's just it's, it keeps getting better and better and better. It's like Irish rallying is in such a good place. I know we were saying this nearly every podcast, but it's a pleasure to be involved in it at the moment. I really is, Kevin. I mean, whenever we, the um, uh, this R five scenario was sort of uh, muted, people were kind of doubtful of it in Ireland and um, all, all those world cars that we had for, for years and years that this is going to be the, the sort of death knell. But I think it's proved completely the opposite. We've now got cars that are very, very equal. They are um, affordable, nearly. I would say that is that not the way to put it. But a lot more people are actually able to get one out, get it to get it, get it to work. And the fact that we've had various different makes here here as well over the years um, has has helped to help move, move that on. But every year there's another development. We went from Fiestas to uh, Hyundai's to Citroens and Polos and whatever else. And all of these cars, every time there's a new one comes out, there's another variation, another bit of development should it be suspension engine brakes whatever it might might be and everyone gets better and better but back to what we're saying about the the the, the, the standard of this championship and the standard of the drivers and cars and things again as, as the guys alluded to never craig came to the championship in kind of 19 he was very much of the, the opinion that the championship was as sort of sharp as you would get in, in, in anywhere and i think it's proven by the fact that if any driver has any sort of a small glitch should it be a Tire, uh, some sort of tire choice issue should it be a small setup issue or something like that you suddenly get dropped back you know there's there's the evening time uh just sort of falls away and you have to be have to have everything right for, you know the first corner the last the, the, the last corner the tire has to be right everything has to be right just to make, make it work and get there and you can you can't you can't have any uh loose ends everything has to be perfect and actually get, get there in the end you know but for me it's good to be still here and get straight to be uh, a part a part of it and getting the buzz you know for sure, for sure. And like, you know, Callum, you know, Gordon talked about everyone having to be perfect. Like at the weekend, I would say tire, you know, tire choice was the 
like almost impossible to get perfect. It was trying to have the best possible for the majority of the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tire choice is so crucial, uh, as even as Gordy says there. Like exactly, I think um, we went out on first Saturday morning and to go up the gap, and we went with far too hard a tire choice, and yeah, we got punished big time for it. And you just you just need to have it all right, like do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's not easy getting time back out of these guys uh, whenever things aren't working, you know. So yeah, it needs to be all right. It needs to be all right. Everything all clicking. So it does. And I suppose that's where, you know, it's not just the two people in the car, it's the guys out, you know, doing your gravel note, it's the guys back in service, it's everybody coming together to, to make that package work. Yeah, exactly. Everybody sort of needs to be on the same page, do you know what I mean? And, you know, they all need to be doing their thing, doing everything right, so it's not getting involved with you, so it takes the pressure off you as well, you know. So when it takes the pressure off you, coming back in, you know what I mean? They know what they're doing, they know what the car needs to be doing, and... Yeah, everything just yeah, it needs all work. So it does everything to work together to make sure it's uh make the best and easiest way for you, obviously. Yeah. And and Rob Marvel, like, you know, Dom Dummy Buckley, like you know, again, one of those guys who's been there, done that, seen it all, like he gives you a car that you know that has been prepared to the best possible standards. And like you're putting, you know, Everything on the line, going up the legs of Mall Gap, or going through Balabima or whatever, it must be reassuring to know that the car is right. Yeah, to be fair, Dummy, I think the, the one of the benefits that Dummy has is a very accomplished rally driver himself, and his preparation is meticulous. So, but his his level of uh, rally prep and his level of detail that he works with a driver is is quite good. You know, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to know everything. You can explain something to him, and he'll go off and think about it and come back and suggest it. He'll never do a big change, but he understands the dynamics of 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 what if works because he's been there. But as you say, he, he's been he's been here. I'd love to see him write a book now and say it'd be good. Say it'd be good book. Say it'd be good book. But he's he's been he's been he's been here. He's done that. Um, he understands that he's been in Ireland running cars for probably well, I don't know long before I was ever rallying and or ever taught a rallying, but it's just one of them things we click we work well he understands me i understand him and when he preps the car and he brings it to an event it's it's you don't have to worry about it and that does all help like you know okay there's just me and gordy in the car but there's the big there's the big team around it and it's not just us okay we we have a part of the job but it's all the dots and it's all the pieces of the jigsaw around that that really kind of formulates the puzzle and gets it all under control and gets it all working when it's going well and if it's gone not going well that he kind of keeps a bit of a lid on it, kind of keeps the whole thing settled a bit, like, you know. Mm -hmm. I, it, it never seems to get flustered. He just seems very level-headed. He doesn't, you know, he, he, he doesn't get too excited if things are going well, but at the same time, he doesn't get downbeat if things are not going well. He just, he seems to know how to manage his situation really well, doesn't he? Yeah, his mindset would be very strong in that respect, mm -hmm. you know. He's, as he, as, like, I think that's just the experience that he brings, you know. He's, he's worked with all the drivers throughout the years and he does an awful lot more working with drivers i think than people realize like you know he's yeah i'd say he's away every weekend like you know what i mean i'd say i'd say he's booking.com's hotel booking.com's favorite customer <laughs> never he's always on a booking hotel or going to a rally here and here it might it doesn't have to be an r5 car it might be a mark to escort or it might be he runs a bmw i think in the scottish championship so but it, that's that's just experience and you can't you can't beat the level of experience that he brings and if if he sees it not going well or something not going well, he he understands as he understands from been there before 
what it needs to take to kind of keep the whole thing level headed and kind of keep the wheels in the wagon, as they say. Yeah. And Connor, you want to jump on there? Yeah, I was more curious around sort of the pace note side of things. I mean, Rob, you know, you say you're familiar with, with malls, you know, like the back of your hand. So do you find your pace notes are more detailed or maybe you're you're less detailed because you're relying on, on, on muscle memory or of, of the stage? Probably doesn't have any pace notes. Um, to be fair look they're they're still detailed enough um, (laughs) they're still detailed enough to a certain extent but uh, I think nearly everyone knows at this stage now that I probably could drive it without them but at the end of the day it's still good to have Jordair to he's still calling the notes he's still giving him and if I'm doubting anything it's there at the right time and he knows when to push me on and he knows when to push me back or pull me back. And that's a big thing, too. It's not just calling the pace notes or whatever. So it was a big thing. It happened a good couple of times that we go through the top of the gap and we go down the other side and we start relaxing and saying, yeah, the work is done now. We kind of tip away down here. And it was something we talked about before going into the second run Sunday that We went down to the first corner and I went down and I was laxity-easy on it and the two of us kind of nearly laughed at each other that like, it's happening again. We're, we're tiptoeing down the other side but we woke up straight away and we both knew what we needed to do and pushed all the way to the finish line. But yeah, look, I, I, I do know it very well but at the same time, I still wouldn't go up there without the pace notes. I think it's it's just good reassurance that uh, you know exactly what he's calling and there's there's no question about it. And Callum, would you, you know, when, you, when you're coming to a rally that you know the stages, you know, quite well, would you start from a fresh set of notes or do you work with previous notes and just tweak them? I would work with a set of notes all the time, to be honest. Um, I think we kind of used the same notes from Mall's Gap last year. Um, and and we kind of, it kind of took me a run or two just to kind of get my head gelled into it, what I was thinking last year doing that sort of way. So, Usually every other rather than anything else I do, I just a fresh set of notes and just go off it, you know what I mean? Um I think it's the well, that's what I'm used to, uh, at the moment, you know. So yeah, it's it's they just they're always maybe it's just me, they're always evolving a bit with me, so they're just I'm always maybe adding me bits onto it, you know, you know. I'd be the same as Callum. I I took my notes from the last couple of years from Mal's Gap and Balapima, but after that I just started with a fresh book and yeah, sometimes uh, it's just easier right from scratch and you're concentrating for the second run full time and the next time we're going to be seeing it as full built in the rally car so Horrible. Like, you know you were there at the very start you know the Fiesta back in 2014 uh, with the you know the, the Fiesta R5 like you've seen the way they've developed over the last nine years now are they the car that you started out on back then yeah, the Mark One Fiesta R five, which is nine years ago. Like it's it's changed. They've changed dramatically since then. Not a whole pile now, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the really the only thing that's really changed is just the extra models coming in, the likes of Polo, Hyundai, Citroen, and then obviously next year then we're going to have Toyota, and then you see you run Generation Three, I think, on the Skoda. So it's just an ever evolving thing. But like if you jump into a Mark Two Fiesta today, it's not really too feeling dissimilar than. The original R5 Fiesta that we would have had back in the day, like you know, it's mm-hmm. they're not they're not massively different. We're all built to the same regs in, in respect. So 
the fiesta compared to the fiesta even we dropped last year you know it's it quite similar like mm-hmm. yeah because i remember chatting to you up and you're doing a test up in glens up in county and back in 2014 mm-hmm. or whatever and like i was thinking like this r5 category it was so new these cars are kind of like only a makeup of a car but and you were even saying that this is the this is the car of the future and i was like ah, it'll never happen and it's just amazing the way that they have evolved and they have become in so many championships around the world they have become the car of choice it's nearly like a one-way championship there's a set of regs built and designed by the fia and manufacturers can build a car to them so it's it's quite good like and um, back then i suppose when you look at that the rules were going to be fixed i think at that time for three years maybe four years that the reg- Okay, don't get me wrong, we would all like to be in WR World Rally One cars today, but the reality is it's unaffordable for quite a lot of the population. So the next best thing is R5. And once you have a competitive class, no matter if it's a one liter micro or if it's a 300 horsepower car, once you've once you've, once there's a competition, it naturally attracts people. As Gordy said, when they first came in, they were they got a huge knee-jerk reaction that it was gonna finish the whole rallying and the world was gonna end. And look at it now, like there was probably 15 upwards, maybe 20 upwards in Killarney. And I presume when Donegal entry comes out, there to be a vast majority of them. And you're starting to see a couple of the modified lads drifting towards now. As you see, like the Gary Kern and he put up, he has a... You'll naturally see, once they get onto that first step of four or five, then, then they're able to move along the ladder. And what I think is the hardest one is to get onto the first step of the ladder. Like, but once, mm-hmm. once they get onto that, then they'd be able to move along with the evolving and the, the development of them and, and stuff like that. So but I think that's the attraction. To me, that's the attraction. Polo or a Citroen or a Fiesta or soon to be a Toyota and new Skoda and stuff. We could all, like, you could have five or six different makes and models with different drivers in them and you'd probably find at the end of a rally there'd still be two or three lads in different rally cars fighting for their overall win. And, and that's what I think that's what really is attractive five category. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like Rob Duggan, like you have, you know, you've experienced the ultimate, the two point five Mark II, and like to go into your the polo there at the weekend, like, like you know, the, Rob talked about getting that feeling, like that feeling in the the polo must be something else. The corner speed, the break, and like, does it even come from the escort? Does that blow your mind? What what? Like there. They're a very good car and the suspension and the technology that's going into them is crazy in their own sense. But it's only when you sit into the likes of the Polo there and we just went up the road and the steering was crazy sharp and uh, you just go over a bump and the harder you go over the bump, the better the car handles. And it's just trying to figure that out in your head. It's it's just such a different kettle of fish. It's, it's, it, that was the biggest thing for me, just getting it at the, around... Uh, getting it around my head that everyone says oh yeah you know Miles Gap she'll fly up there yeah but I'm used to the Mark 2 where I know yeah you come down two gears for this one you turn in you sink the shoe whereas I'm coming up in the polo and if I lifted the throttle I may as well have handed a second or two to Callum or Rob there and that, that's just the way it was them cars could just take it absolutely pinned and it, that that was the big difference for me that they were just so committed and so fast that uh that was the only bit of, bit of getting around, but ah, the polos are just a, a huge, huge step ahead of anything that uh, I've driven. And uh, yeah, to the, to the PT, we couldn't. They're all right, yeah. That's uh, on in June. 
<laughs> See these carry boys. <laughs> but uh, you know, Callum, you know, you've made no you know, you've never told anybody any different. June Donegal, that's the one you want, that's the trophy you want in your mantelpiece. Yeah, that's 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 the one I want. That's uh, yeah, Kevin. That's that's the first rally I ever started in two thousand eleven. I did I started last, and I think in the juniors J twenty three, and that's where it all started. And I remember I watched that rally from the Duchess since it was a win. So it's uh, yeah, that's that's the rally I love to be at. You know, I love to be at the front of that. And yeah, it'd be great to be a great buzz if I ever could win it. I know it's uh, it's no I definitely know it's no easy feat to get there, like so it's not I've noticed the last couple of years and there's always somebody that comes out of the woodwork that makes it a lot bit harder, do you know what I mean? because everybody's fighting for it, but yeah, we'll just keep trying. Sorry, Gordon, you've been coming to Donegal for well a good few years, should we say? Yeah. Uh, a couple now, Kevin, yeah. A couple have been there, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, you've seen the rally evolve over the you know, those years. It has you know, become something extraordinary over the, you know, especially over the last 10, 15 years, really. Oh, it has, Kevin. The rally has evolved a lot from the uh, the initial days when it was more uh, adventure, I would call it, rather than anything else. Now, everything's very uh, planned, very meticulous, everything like that. But the, the overall event, rather than just the rally, how, how many people come, how many people get involved in it, is just immense. And, and as, as Callum says, that people know it everywhere now. It's the biggest biggest rally we we have here. So, um. But it's still got the buzz. It's still got that uh, attraction to be be there, um, and it's hard hard to beat, beat the traditional roads that we would we would have used. But I'm sure everybody's going to going to be there. It's going to be the challenge. That, um, I'm sure the quality and quantity quality of the entry will be will be be the same. So, um, as you say, it's a long way from what it was when I first first went there. Before these guys, these guys maybe we were were born. I don't know about that, but. Uh, but uh, fantastic rally, you know, and the, the buzz you get, and if you get there, it's great too. Also, looking forward to that. And like uh, Robert Barbell, like you know, you've been out to Donegal a few times yourself now too. Maybe not the rally that's always been kindest to you, but the 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 change in scenery on the Friday that leaves everybody with a clean sheet of paper. And the last two times I did it, it hasn't been that keen to us, but when we did it in twenty ten, it was good. We had a good run in the little C two, you know, and then I haven't done it in like, we did a sabbatical then for a couple of years, but. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's one of them rallies that you need to do it a couple of times before you can get comfortable at it but I think what really highlighted it to me last year was that Matt Edwards came over and never done it before and conquered it so that'll change mindsets of lots of different people going to come to come to the rally not saying that we're going to go and be able to be on the pace that he was on don't get me wrong but it just gives you a bit of comfort that the classic stages that everybody has done 10, 15, 20 times that you can still, if you drive to your notes and still get the feeling in the car, you can still be But, like, has, has Donegal a step too far this year for you? We know you are up here last year and you were settling in well in the Mark II, but uh, maybe next year? Uh, yeah, probably just after this weekend now with uh, renting that car and everything. I think it's, and my car still isn't fixed. It's going to the body shop tomorrow, or it was supposed to go this morning, but it's were a bit rough, so maybe tomorrow morning and see can we get the car back together but uh, it's looking doubtful at the moment but uh, it's one of those things I'd love to be up there every year but to go up there every year you're missing out on five or six different other rallies that you could probably do for the, the same price and I know it's the it's like the be all and end all for a lot of people to go up there but um, 
Yeah, look, I get up there at some stage, but uh, I'm not too panicked at the moment, anyway. Yeah, and like, what, uh, if you if you come this year, it'll be the Mark Two. You or would you love another run? Would you be like to talk to Melvin again before? I can be talking to him away, but <laughs> things don't definitely want it. Uh, unless the the lot of numbers come off anytime soon, uh, that, that'll be it for us for a while. But now back to the Mark Two now, and um, yeah, settle into having a bit of fun in that, and uh, see where that brings us. Excellent, excellent. Connor, do you want to wrap things up? Um, yeah, and I'm struggling a bit with Wi-Fi connection, so I could drop out here. <laughs> um, and Callum, what do you call it? You, you, you came to the rally, I suppose, not feeling a hundred percent either. A bit of a struggle for you starting off. Hi, you're a bit of a, a bit of a struggle now starting off. Hey. I got food poisoning. Hey, um, I'd say it was food poisoning or a bug. I'm not too sure. Before the just just the first day of recce, hey, and I remember coming through the stage and the second day. So yeah, and Noel had a Noel had a wee bit of a babysitting to do, so he did the looking after me, you know. So yeah, look, it's probably when you look back, it's probably best it happened so soon because um, yeah, coming into the rally would have been a disaster to be honest because. We we're just kind of resting up, trying to get to sleep, and and then uh, just yeah, just trying to build the energy back up, you know. And yeah, thankfully we were we were strong enough through the weekend, and we managed to we managed it all right, you know. Right, and what do you call it? Yeah, we're able to pull that round, and again, you know, also I suppose with dealing with that, and then also dealing with the puncture in the first stage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just having the the mental ability to put that behind you and just keep you know challenging on. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we just we just we just trying to keep ourselves ourselves during it and uh, keep our head down. And to be fair to Noel, hey, Noel managed a lot of things there and uh, managed a lot of things around me. Um, just to make it as simple for me, just to just get into the car and and, and just focus on driving and and switching on at the start of the stage, you know, because yeah, it was very demanding, obviously, and uh, I was making sure I was getting back and getting into bed after the after the day's rallying and, and trying to get rested up for the next day. So yeah, look, it's uh yeah something you wouldn't want to be doing at managing every rally now to be honest now so but it's uh yeah we're happy we're happy we managed it well and got through the rally well uh thanks very much for the, the guys there for joining us now the, you may hit a few wee glitches there we had a few internet issues there from recording that it's not perfect but i think you get the whole general gist of the, the conversation connor the, the guys banter off each other so well don't they Oh, they do. They get on really well, and it was a great conversation. And we're we're missing probably close to half of it just because we did have a few technical difficulties. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, they were uh, you know a great bunch to to hang out with now to to chat rallying. That's for sure. That is for sure. And then you know the, the modified Kevin Eves. I don't know. I don't know that Corolla. The speed. The you know the you know we've seen a few video clips of it over the weekend. Unbelievable! Like. That Corolla was being pedaled like I, I've never seen before. Yeah, uh, just incredible drive. Like seriously, the times and uh, he was clocking up just nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to actually seeing a bit of in car. I hope there is some. Hopefully, hopefully. And then, you know, uh, Jason Black was hanging on to, you know, his coattails, not quite there, but not far away. Uh, and then unfortunately, the two of them retired with the two stages to go, I think it was, you know, so unfortunate. And Gary Tiernan then took the one and Gary like, said himself he wasn't the fastest of the weekend but supposed to finish first to first you have to finish absolutely yes and solid drive by gary you know yeah. yeah mightn't have been you know absolutely out there with the fastest times but gee a solid drive that is for sure you know and like you know he says himself here during the interview 
think he has learned so much from that. You know, he's he had a, he knew he had a good setup for the dry. And he wasn't fully confident in the wet conditions. He feels now that he has a good setup now going forward and now in the wet too. So like a lot of positives for Gary there to be taken from the weekend, and like you know he now feels he is a reliable car as well too. So. I can tell you, watch this space, you know, definitely there. And another star of the modified then was Sean Moynihan and the uh, two litre Pinto. Like, what can we say? Like, the times he was setting throughout the weekend, you know, a lot of fifth, sixth fastest modified against an array of class 14 and 13 guys. Like, he was giving away probably, I think, between 80 to maybe 120 brake horsepower easily to, you know, the top guys. Maybe the conditions, the dampness, maybe it worked. I don't know, maybe it favoured him a wee bit, but phenomenal talent and as such a lovely young fellow as well too. So I think without further ado, I think we'll cut across to Gary and Sean. Gary, to get that one on Clarny, I would say you're over the moon Sunday evening. Yeah, yeah, I was delighted now. It was a tough weekend, tough again. Weather-wise, stages, long recce, early starts, just a big weekend. And look at going by our performance on Saturday, Especially Saturday morning, we struggled a bit. Uh, we didn't think we'd be in the running. We're like we were close enough to Jason, but I think if Kevin had to just get two clean stages towards the end or three clean stages, he was away. It was his to lose. But unfortunately, he ran into mechanical issue and he had to drop out. Uh, and we lost Jason on the same stage as well. But a savage weekend, probably. Some of the best stages in the country, challenging for both ends, driver, navigator, and mechanics to keep a car going through them tough stages. Yeah, like you know, yes, you know, it takes a lot of effort and time, you know, to do the reggae for those of it, those stages because they are so far removed from one thing and another. But I would say, if never you're driving them at speed, there's nothing like it. No, definitely the cod's head. Cod's head and our groom, the work that has to go into them, and it, there's there's no such thing. Well, Cod's head, there's a few bits of straights in it, but like our groom, it's corner, crest, corner, crest, jump into corner, into another one. It's mad to get somebody. Like, I think I, we had 21 pages of notes. <laughs> and like, Sean, from your point of view, you know, like as, as near home nearly as you, as you could wish for, uh, like your father was one of the men, you know, in, in the late 80s and one thing or another, who set those stages alight. For you to come away with the result you did at the weekend, you have to be delighted with that as well. Ah, yeah, so we were delighted. Um, we've probably, we've done one rally since Killani last year, so we did a sort of carry myself and Podrick did, so uh, we kind of used that as, a, I suppose, a shakedown for the two of us, but um, to go to Killani there and, like, Saturday morning was treacherous, Joe. Never seen Mosgap as slipping didn't go into the Healy Pass and the same thing and see uh, Barry and Colin stopped quite close to each other as well. It was, um, yeah, it would take you a few seconds to probably realise what's after happening to them. And uh, But we got to the end of the stage fairly okay and to go into the um, Cod's Head in was just class stage. And we ended up setting a good stage time in it as well. But yeah, as Gary said, like the work that goes into them stages is phenomenal. Like it's um, Cod's Head and our groom, they're probably the trickiest stages that are in the country and more for a navigator than a driver. But like Podrick was just constantly flowing the notes out in, in our groom and fair play to him. It was his first time doing them stages and then miss a beat. Um, so it was fantastic, yeah. And, and like the conditions weren't even great either. You know, you had kind of like mixed conditions as well and then the fog as well. 
Yeah, for sure. Like even the Cod Sade, I suppose, was some bit dry, and then you go into the Healy Pass, uh, and it was complete with. So, so you know, one side of the peninsula was bone dry, and the opposite side in, and the Healy Pass was all wet. And I think there was a lot of oil in the stage as well towards the end of the stage, down the hairpins and that, because it was little slippy altogether. But um, yeah, it was nice when you we got uh, we didn't get the first run in our groom. We were stopped on the line. Um. So it was nice to get the, the second run in the arg room there and it was bone dry all the way through and then get into Kim McLogue. But uh, yeah. And, and Gary, and for you as well too, like, you know, those stages, uh, like, you know, we said how good they are and they're the best in the country. But the, those conditions, it must have been a, a lottery picking tires when you were leaving service. Yeah, well, most of the first Saturday morning we went on too hard of a tyre. And then for the remainder of the day, Saturday was probably too soft. And the same with Sunday morning. I was probably on the right tyre for the gap, but then too soft for Balak Bima. And the next loop then, I went up a compound, but it was still too soft. And then Saturday evening, we had it just the perfect tyre choice. It was dry, it was no water. And then we got sort of up and going. We had two good stage times. Um, yeah. Sunday evening, sorry. Everton, Everton seemed to work. I've very, very good setup for my car and the dry, which I'm fairly confident with. The wet, I probably need another bit, another bit of tweaking, another bit of work, trying to just get the best out of it. Maybe it's me that's <laughs> on, but look, we'll get there. It's still all, still all a build up. You yeah. know yourself. Yeah, and like I, I, you know, listening to Kelly and Landy, the, the the stage ends, like I don't think there was a right tire on Saturday, especially. You know, everybody was saying, oh, you know, they had wets on and they were wrong, and the, the other ones had softs on. They, you know, that like whatever you had on, they were going to sit in certain places but be wrong in other spots. Like that must be a nightmare for you, you know, you as a driver to try and pick something that will give you the best advantage. Yeah, well, you try and pick something. And then you go with it. So if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You just have to deal with it. Some of the other times, I was losing time to Jason and Kevin. So we decided uh, we'd go with something different. Try to go, if it was up a harder compound or down to a softer one, we needed to try and make a step somewhere, which <laughs> which I tried in Mall's Gap. And Mall's Gap, all right, went all right. We lost time to, we lost time to Jason. I think, but not to Kevin, but I went into Balabima, pulled time out of Jason then, but got hammered Kevin. So, <laughs> I know you couldn't you couldn't really win. <laughs> you couldn't really win. Yeah. And, yeah, well, I don't know, like some of the uh, the more technical stages suit us, but Kevin seems to just take off on that them faster stages with bumps and jumps and medium corners. He's very going to be very hard handling that crawler. Uh-huh. And like you talked about there at the weekend, you know, he seemed to be trying out the left foot braking. Is that something you do yourself, or is that is that something you'll have to look into yourself? No, I would always be left foot braking. Unfortunately, uh-huh. born on brake pads, but uh-huh. I'd rather the brake pedal if we didn't have to. Like Kevin was just saying that it was just when you're landing off some of the bumps and stuff, it is. Is catching grip on the front and then they're trying to pull the steering wheel out of your hand. So, right. yes. uh, very, very challenging stages, very mm-hmm. challenging and very enjoyable. And Sean, do you, you know, whenever the conditions are so changeable like that, there is that you know, you having the same power as these guys, like 350 or whatever break they have in the, you know, the 2.5s, is it almost a, 
like some ways nearly better to have less power. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely less wheel spin than the lads. And uh, within like your corner speed, you're trying to carry the same corner speed as them and it's breaking away and probably don't have the power then to pull yourself back out. But like it's, um, yeah, it must have worked our advantage in the Healy Pass because we had a good time there. And then I think we might have been fifth fastest national and in Cod's head, which I'm delighted with. Um, uh, but we're first looking in our groom. We actually slid a tyre towards in the our groom, a back tyre, and got a slow puncher towards the end of it. So... Every time I seem to go into Kim McLeod, there seems to be something wrong. It was like the first year I did, it was started pouring rain. I was in sticks. The next year I hit a deer on the stage. So this time we had two different back tires on. So we we're just happy to get through it without, uh, without any damage. <laughs> and like, Gary, you come up through the Pinto class, you know, like you know what it's like to see the times that Sean was setting there at the weekend. That takes some balls, I suppose we should say. <laughs> yeah, especially when, when you get a driver and like just Sean's very quick, but when you get a driver that gets into a good rhythm on the likes of our groom and stuff like that, it's not all down to power. There's so much corners. So if you buy with his car set up, hand and right, and willing to drive, if 200 horsepower, he will put up a serious stage time. Mm-hmm. Like even if you look at, look at knowledge comes into some of it too, but Mark Murphy's time on the gap in yeah, a 16, I think he bet us by <laughs> seven or eight seconds uh, on the first using a 1600 star at like but it's just if you get them driver driver type stages and you put anyone that's willing to drive and go at it uh they will put in serious times yeah and like for yourself like you know we've talked about this in the past like to have the you know the the dry conditions the right tires on a stage like that and to come off it there must be no feeling like it you know with the confidence the confidence it gives you confidence from the first or second corner in and that sometimes can be dangerous <laughs> you can never try too hard but look at our hair worked well enough the weekend uh choice wasn't perfect but the grip level if you have your car right the corner speed the commitment level you feel like you're on rails uh-huh. well for but anyway uh just class yeah i think it, it, sean for you like have you any preference? Do you enjoy that, like then mixed conditions, or would you prefer it dry, or does it bother you as long as you're on stage? I I suppose the same as Gary's point there. Like Joe, when you when you grip under you, you fly, Joe. You can uh-huh. you can feel everything. But uh, Saturday morning, that definitely wasn't there any for anyone. <laughs> like if you're turning in and starting to understeer, and then it's snapping to oversteer. But uh, yeah, I think Saturday morning was just a get through for everyone, except for Mark Murphy to sit up that time anyway. Like it was savage. <laughs> But um, no, dry conditions is definitely a lot easier for everyone, but it might help the likes of my car with less power. And, uh, even uh, what you call him, O'Brien and the Polo, uh, I think it was Sunday morning at the end of the gap, he said they would nearly prefer his escort up that there rather than the Polo. Like, you know, that speaks volumes of, you know, what these cars can do. Gary, yeah, you for sure. Yeah, and, and enjoys the escort too, but he was saying to us that he was sort of driving like this but he was breaking too late right. and then when he was turning in if the if the back stepped he was lifting the throttle rather he just he's too used to Descart maybe and hasn't just got enough time in the polo but end has come on well he's finished maybe fourth uh and I think his last time out maybe he had an accident or something so he had a good result too. Mm-hmm. I think Sean you were just about to jump in there as well too. Yeah like we were speaking we ran down for a spell and um 
when Dara had Barry Mead's all car and he just couldn't get over how good the escort was with suspension and that. So for someone coming out of current WRC cars going into the likes of an escort and you hear that, it gives people that have been in escorts all their lives a lot of confidence to know how good the suspension and braking is. And I suppose like that's what them stages are down to is like this well set up cars will will prove with the times really. Mm-hmm. And, and Gary, you know, like you mentioned, we've mentioned Kevin and we've mentioned Jason, you know, like the, the heartbreak of, you know, retiring with only a couple of stages to go, like you've been that soldier, you know what it's like. So, you know, your heart was out to them, but like it was your time to shine this weekend. Yeah, it was out. Look, you try and keep everyone in the rally as much as possible. The way I rather see it, whoever's quickest day to be mm-hmm. deserves to win no matter in what situation like, but unfortunately them boys couldn't get going or couldn't get back out kevin unfortunately couldn't get back out but jason broke down mid-stage look i'll take the win but i'd rather i'd rather be a deserving winner you know that sort of way right we've probably went to some rallies and deserved to win ourselves and had that misfortune but look what i'll take it the next day i go out when i get my win i'll properly deserve it be on top from those yeah, like you know, this is you know we've all you know as the saying goes, that's rally, and like, you know everybody has had their fair share share of good days, but there's more bad days than good days. Is unfortunate state of things, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The likes of even Chris Armstrong there, his pace is at the top there too. He'd be strong, tender, and calf. He was within ten seconds of us, and even going to the gap, I think he had even a better tire choice from us. That was Saturday evening's run of the gap, maybe. Yeah. Was it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday's second run of the gap. Mm-hmm. He had a proper tyre choice. He was a harder compound than us. And I'd say he could have went quickest up the gap if he had to. Mm-hmm. Well, he have to think just before the start line. So, and, like, the, the, well. and the, you, know, you know, Rob Duggan, like I would say, for, you've seen him, you just know what he's like in Killarney. You know, you've seen it in the escorts. Like to see what he done the first run up the gap, the first time in Apollo, I would say you're delighted using Apollo not in the work too. <laughs> Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> now the uh, boys with our five boys know how we feel every every year. <laughs> so, look, he he proved he proved the point that his talent is massive. I was slagging him the weekend. He's getting fairly big on the belly now, like himself, but and he can still put in them times. Look at for me, he had a sensational rally. Uh, I knew sort of he'd struggle on the likes of our groom cod's head because to perform on them, you really need to know the car. And I think he only got maybe a 20 or 30k test in it. The other stuff with smoother stages, smoother stages with maybe short corners or only a small sequence of corners. On them other ones, it was non-stop. And I'd say if you got more time on the car, well, closer, if he goes, if he goes much closer, he would have won. Like, But uh-huh. look, the pace there on, on them top buys is sick too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like Sean, like you know, we, you know, what can we say about him? Rob Duggan that hasn't been said before. Phenomenal talent, really, isn't it? And Jer as well. We can't they forget forget Jer as well. Just yeah, for sure. Yeah, outstanding pairing to be fair to me, yeah, to set that time up Maz Gap and especially with extra chicanes in there now and that's so, all like Joe you know, before Alistair Fisher and Calum Devine both beat the Bowie, so people didn't really uh, say expect that Rob would, would set that time or set that much of a gap between them because obviously Callum is quite good up Maz Gap as well, mm-hmm. but to come out of there with ten seconds was, was unreal for him. Yeah. <laughs> and like for for yourself, like, you know, I said earlier about your dad, like it was funny second there back in 88, 89, I think it was. Like, what, yeah. you know, what was his 
feelings now you crossed the line there on Sunday evening. I would say he was nearly as delighted as you were. Oh, he was delighted, sure. Like when we started Sunday morning, it was uh, it was actually nerve wracking starting Sunday morning because there was current R five cars uh, behind us. So it was like, and then there was class fourteens, but um, they still hold kind of a similar place on Sunday evening. Sunday were faster stages, so the class thirteens and fourteens behind us obviously passed us out. But um, to hold a similar position was was unbelievable. And he was delighted. Yeah, so the car ran faultless and. You can only put up a result like that with with all that working together and, and no issues really, like because services were short and road seconds were long. It was a t- real tough event. Mm-hmm. I think because you you know you put in yourself and your dad put in theirs beforehand, and that pays dividends come the weekend. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's it's a family affair in our house. Like it's uh, they were all there. Um, even the dog came for a spill as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like Gary, you were very quick to pay tribute, you know, to your service crew at the weekend. You know, like they have given you the car now that you feel that gives you the confidence to go out there to use day, especially in the dry, that you know will give it its best, and it's it's proven very reliable this year so far. Yeah, yeah, the car is very reliable. Cyril and the boys of CMC work really hard. Uh, it's just to get the car tweaked. To perfection nearly that's the way it's gone mm-hmm. that's the way that the modified racing has gone everything needs to be perfect car needs to be mechanically right setup needs to be right whether you run anti-roll bars stiffer softer springs where your suspension clicks out all that's moving on yeah. it needs to be nearly right for every stage i think have you i've just almost getting to the stage now you know like the, the top guys now have saying that they're actually out now you know between stages you know a click here and a click there has it got to that in the modified now as well yeah well you'd be tweaking and trying to go from so if we got a good base dry setting in the likes of midlands you walk from there you walk it's maybe stiffer or soft in the car or then bumps for on your high speed and you're rebounded just you're constantly well, tweaking, I wouldn't do that much and probably should be doing more, but I'd be getting in and discussing it then with, with Cyril that runs the car and see what we can do. We need to try and do something to try and improve or explain where the car's actually going wrong or where I think I'm losing time and you work from there and change. So we had like anti-roller on and off over the weekend, stiffening up the car, just trying to tweak and try and get it perfectly. Uh-huh. And Gary, do you feel then that you come away from the weekend with a better setup in the car than you started the weekend with? Definitely, yeah. We have came came to some conclusions that were better, maybe with the car a wee bit stif- stiffer, uh, on some of the damp conditions on faster roads, and we've done we've done a bit of tweaking, getting it better for the wet anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, tire choice, yeah. You can you can see what the limitation of is on each compound. So if they just damp and dry, whether they're on a super soft or wet or what, you can actually get away with. Every day is a school day, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. You can you cannot stop trying to improve because everyone else is working harder probably than you to try and get the thing right. Mm-hmm. And like Sean, you're here and that there too, like and you know, yourself and your dad just set up the car. Like there, there's nobody in the country knows how to set up a Mark II better than John Moynihan. But like is it continuously evolving? Is there something that you're always searching for this perfection? 
That is for sure. And like my car is probably no different to Gary's. You know, it's probably a class 14 Escort with a Pinto engine inside it. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, even between stages there, we were texting and ringing and we're adjusting shock settings. So it was, uh, as Gary says, like you to be putting them times, you have to be tweaking stuff. And I think uh, Craig Breen really proved that the last time he was in down that neck of the woods, like he, he lowered the car or he raised the car going to our groom and that. So it just shows the level that... I suppose modify people are at uh, what they're doing to get the stage times out. It's not just the, the R5 people and the WRC people, but yeah, it's they're always searching to try and find something better or more traction or mm-hmm. uh, better handling. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And like to mention Craig Breen, like he was such a part of the Clarny story as the last few years between 2019, one, but he has become a staple of the historics over the last few years. Just, all just guys all paid a lovely tribute to him at the start like, uh, and Paul spoke so movingly about Craig uh, it's nice to remember him at the start room, was it? Yeah for sure it yeah. was yeah and he's done as as you said he's done the rally quite a lot of times and um, yeah, he's really come into the historics and done that a good few times with different cars and probably brought cars to Ireland that people wouldn't have seen that much like you bring the metro back there it's, it's a long time since someone rallied the metro in Ireland so it's nice to see the likes of that coming back again mm-hmm. and Gary sorry you were about to say something there as well yeah well the following should the following bring brought even for the likes of Canary Rally or the following even they brought for all the WRC fans like mm-hmm. you don't really only watch it because the right the Irish competing that's the way I'd be so you'd watch even your boys you just look up every result and for us, that's probably our biggest loss. That's you know, you have no one to follow at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I know his family be struggling. Uh, I hope they learn to deal with it at some stage. They don't never get over that. But yeah. look, he's a true loss for everyone in Irish motorsport. Like that is for sure. That is for sure. And before we wrap up, I suppose, like looking forward, then, um, Jerry, what's the plan of attack, Calvin, then, and Donegal, or is that in between times? Oh, I might go maybe this Saturday to a rally sports association event. Maybe bring the fiesta out for to sort about, <laughs> see what they're thinking. Then we'll go to Cav. Uh-huh. Uh, back maybe I, I just made a decision today that I might go to Port Leash just to get back. Well, busy. Yes, and Calvin, what what will if she's will she be blue or red? And Calvin, do you think? Uh, well, I'll have to ask Barney Mitchell that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be wrapped by Gavin, but uh, we'll see when I say it. Watch this face. <laughs> and, and Sean, from your point of view, with uh, Donegal being the, the, the thoughts this year, where's your next item thinking of? I think I'll have to pay for all the tyres I used the weekend first and uh, <laughs> assess the situation then. I think, uh, yeah, the tyre companies definitely did well at the weekend with the weather changing constantly. But no no plans. Uh, we did Donegal 19 and it's obviously an unbelievable event and uh, just the atmosphere that's above it. But I think Killarney this year was nearly tougher than in Donegal. But yeah, no plans so far, but we'll uh, we'll work on something for sure. Yeah, but no doubt we'll see you up in the hills. I know we're spectating of not competing. Yeah, uh, Killian's uh, sending on the IBAN number anyway, or Kevin's sending on the IBAN number to Killian for the new KGB, so we'll be in class 14 next. <laughs> well, then, Gary, if this month goes into a class 14 car, the, uh, that'll be another name at the top of the list. 
it will be hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huge thanks to Sean and uh, Gary there. And interesting fact, if you look at that uh, leaderboard, uh, top forward was Gary Kiernan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, so, know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not too long ago, like the, the tournament championship was almost an M-Sport uh, one-leg championship. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That, so high, for, high times have changed. That's for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. And Kevin, you were at the May Day Rally. How did that go? Yeah, uh, great day out. You know, we bit damp early in the morning now, um, but turned into a cracker of a day. Real dry, soaring tires, I've no doubt about it. But, you know, um, great crack, uh, good banter. It's a real kind of fun day. You know, a lot of drivers have wives, girlfriends, sponsors in the co-driver's seat. And it's just, you know, a bit of a hilly, you know. And I just wandered about and chatted to a few guys. You know, great to hear, you know, and the so so many lovely comments again about the podcast thank you all again too thank you uh but um it's just one of those days that you just it is you come away from it in a, a good frame of mind you know uh but i got a chance at the end then to catch up with the overall winners that was Aaron mclaughlin and darren corn then second place was johnny leonard and then the two wheel drive winners was barry morris and jarrod kelly so We'll hear from uh, Arn and Darren first. Winners of the May Day here in Enniskillen today, you'd have to be happy with the result. Oh, we are, surely. The one uh, night we're not going on the drink to. <laughs> <laughs> it's still very early yet, you won't move to that just yet. No, we might head to cash. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll have to go to cash now, anyway. <laughs> and like Darren came all the way up from Killarney to be here today, like, so you know, uh, we all know he's a superstar, like, but did he get the private flight, flight up here? Oh jeez, I we got him a helicopter up there. Eh? <laughs> just four grand. Couldn't get the one without it. <laughs> no, everything went good. Good. We got on, got on a good set of hard tyres early in the morning, or you know, second stage with a set of the hardest tyres we could get on, and it seemed to work. So. And like big competition out there today as well. Big competition, I have a, I to take a show good with the big legs <laughs> for all them big straights. So I, uh, hey, we didn't get it all our own way, no, no way, definitely not. We we're beating the last two stages there again. Yeah. So. No, and, tight going. and Darren, for yourself, like you know, you made the, the trek up from Clarny. Good to come away with the one today. Oh, it is surely. Aye. We're having a great run in Clarny, and the disappointment of yesterday morning. Then so, mix up for the wee bit, and I so it does. Very good, very good. And then Aaron, yourself, when do you hope to be out again? Like, where is our next run? The Spurs, the Spurs, the Northern Ireland Championship. Yeah. Back to, back to the blue car for that though. Uh-huh. And then work towards June, Donegal. Aye. Oh, aye. Always. Very good. Hey, Johnny Leonard, come away with second overall here in May Day today. You have to be happy with the result. I'm happy enough with it, to be honest. Uh, we had a sort of a slippy start this morning and we had a wee bit of a whoopsie over at the farmyard there. Uh, just kind of put manners on us for the rest of the day, but as I started to get on to the car, a wee bit better the times come on, so it's good to have the younger brother out from the other day too, so we had plenty of laughs along the way. Like. Excellent, excellent. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And like, how do you find the, the R5 and the tournament? Still would be a gravel man, I think. Like uh-huh. this is the first spin out in tarmac on it, and, and I sorted on five mile turn at the beginning of the year in this car, uh, and it only went. I think we got three stages maybe out of the whole thing, but uh, I think I prefer the gravel. But in fairness, whenever you can own that there later on in the day, it's uh, some fun, like it's yeah. cracking. And she's a big step up from the Evos. A wee bit more, <laughs> a wee bit more speed involved. I with the brakes and stuff are serious. Like if you could just. Uh, get enough seat time to start to believe a wee bit more in the car and that the, the time seems to come with the braking nearly all the time um, and it's a lot more stable and, and a wee bit more powerful so if we could get used to the style of driving I think we'd be, we'd be tipping on alright Yeah, and like, as you say, like it's, it's, it's confidence, seat time, all, all that will come with That's the thing, I drove the, the Mark 1 car last year in a couple of gravel rallies and I found it a bit more controllable or a wee bit easier to drive mm-hmm. but then if you can adapt and adjust to this here 
Uh, I think there'll be, be a lot of time there, so there was, so it's just having the belief and getting a wee bit of seat time, I think. So uh, we're going to be getting a couple more rallies packed in now. Yeah. And any thoughts of where you'd like to go next to? We'll definitely do the two local ones, we'll do the Lakeland and the Bushwhacker, but we might um, pack in an Irish Forest there or two beforehand, so, and then get the ball rolling then at that time so you wouldn't worry me. <laughs> yeah. Two wheel drive owners from Mayday Rally. Um, I was saying you've been more than happy with that at the start of the day. Yeah, this morning was a bit crazy and damp, um, but I went either way, but no, look, the car held together. Done a good job. We're here. Happy yeah. And from your own point of view, like you know, the man this year track, you know, it's a bit more than just your normal single venue track. There's a there's a bit of like a bit of drama. Aye, right, well, there's always furniture laying every road through this between <laughs> containers and bales and barriers and navigating this man around it here. You know, go back the man to go around it and uh, carry the speed where the speed can be carried and got his braking right all day and. We stalled in the afternoon on oh, that clean run all day. And like you know, there was tough competition there today. You know, the, the cream of the Mark Twos and all. Uh -huh. The Darien, like you know, worked perfectly for you all day. It did look. Um, the conditions definitely suited it. Um, there was room for it. There's that your legs. But um, here before as well helped. But yeah, look, the competition is great. Good battles with him in there all day. So. Happy to be able to one piece. Aye, and like, you know, to come away with the one, you know, off the hubs of confidence and all, but where's the next uh, thought of where you're heading to after this? Uh, hopefully the tourist burns. Uh -huh. uh, maybe Calvin, so take one at a time. Yeah. And like, do you enjoy the roads or is the tractor are you happy either? This past few years it's been more of this single venue, so um, it, it, it suits, I'm confident on it, or comfortable. Um, but yeah, I'd like to spend a bit more time on the, on the closed roads. And like the third experience, like you know, it's only a few weeks away now. It's definitely going to be a real cracking rally. There's a fantastic entry in for it already. Yeah, good, good entry and good two wheel drive list as well. Uh, pretty local to this too, so no, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and like you know, like, uh, Marathon World Club always they on a good event, and it's becoming one of the you know the go to events every year. Um, an event you look forward to. Yeah, um, I'd say it's, it's, it's close to home. Um, clubs put a lot of effort in. It's nice to support them. No fingers crossed, we'll, we'll get an answer. Yeah. And what yourself then? You, the tourist burns as well? Tourist burns, hopefully back in with Seamus, uh -huh. get him back out on the roads and uh, get a bit more experience under our belt and hopefully try the national later on, you know, if we get an entry. <laughs> <laughs> the way reserve list is going at the moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, we want to get at the roads and give them a good go, so we'll do. And, and also got a chance to catch up with probably two guys that have been away from the sport now for a, a few years and you know would have been real heroes in their day you know uh, Rodney Walton and Daniel Doherty um, Rodney has uh, recently announced that he's going to take over the sponsorship of the Donegal International rally with his business Walton Recycling. Um, you know, I think this is so positive for not just for Donegal Rally, but rally as a whole. You know, this is a, a, another new blue chip company getting involved in rally. So I think, you know, without further ado, we'll hear from Rodney and then that will go on to Daniel. Yeah, it's great to get the opportunity to have our name associated with it. It's a rally we're uh, very fond of in both competing and spectating. So for us to get the opportunity to put our name forward as the main sponsor is a real goal. And you also hope to compete this year. You were back today here in May Day. Um, great to get back behind the wheel for Rally Kerrigan. 
absolutely great to get back uh, get that feeling again and um, it's been nine years so uh, it's uh, it's a big wake-up call when you get in behind it again but definitely looking to compete in Donegal. Yeah, and like, you know, putting your foot down there, going down that, the, the, the first straight here today, and the 2.5 kicks in, there must be no feeling like it. No feeling like it. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you, you do forget uh, what it is like, and you do forget what the breaks are like, and you know, it's, uh, it was a beautiful day here, so good, it was good, good uh, warm up. And, you know, what can we say, like Calvin now in a couple of weeks, um, your home event as well too, it's always a great rally there as well. Absolutely. Great to get competing in Cavan again. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure a closed road, uh, it'll be different again than today. But, listen, we're, uh, we look to get through it and push on from there. Daniel Doherty, we're here at the Mayday in Enniskillen. Uh, you've just finished the rally. Fourth in the Royal, I think, at the finish. Uh, we made a good pip there, maybe be a, a, a second and a half or something on the last stage. I might have ended up fifth, so fourth or fifth thereabouts. Okay. Uh, good to be back behind the wheel of a rally car. It is, yeah. Uh-huh. Good fun. Yeah. Um, really enjoying it now. The sort of five cars, new to me, and haven't been doing any rally in this last ten or twelve years. So no, I'm really, really happy to be back in this new breed of a car and be reasonably competitive in it. So uh-huh. good days, fun. I, and how do you find them? Like, is it nearly back to the old P2000 days, or has technology just moved on so uh, far? Technology has just moved on. Probably not altogether as quick as the cars that I was used to back then. But overall faster, uh-huh. just better brakes, better suspension. The way everything has come on is, is unbelievable. Yeah. Technology's marched on and you would you would uh, you just you wouldn't you wouldn't sit with you wouldn't stay with one of these cars now with a P two thousand like. uh-huh. And you still have a big smile on your face every time you pulled on the belts? I definitely <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And if uh, sons rally now as well, so getting a good day's fun with them as well. Adam's here today in a, in a micro there and uh, going well as well. So uh-huh. I'm really, really enjoying the, the family day out, but a crack. Isn't that what it's all about now? You know, like, we all know Walsh not going to come to sing you on Monday morning or, you know, like, so that's what you can go out into the slide and enjoy your day. That's really it. Just good day's crack. Whole family was here today and good day's crack from start to finish. And yeah, a ring home in the one piece and get gathered up and do something again in a month's time or a few weeks' time or something like that. Good man, thank you. Always lovely to hear um, former rallying stalwarts returning to the fold to, to come back and compete again after after a break. It's uh, the more the merrier. Definitely. Um, yeah. And then, Kevin, just as we're recording this, we've got breaking news. Um, it's been confirmed that James Fulton will be sitting with Chris Meek on WRC Portugal in a Hyundai i20 R2 car. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. You know, like fantastic to see James getting back again. You know, it's been a tough few weeks for him. Um, you know, we know that's what Craig would want it. We know Craig's love of the sport and like he I'm sure he'd have been full square behind this and I'm sure like James is the full blessing of the Brain family for this move as well. Yeah, no, I can only imagine that's the case. And uh what do you call it? Hopefully it it's it's leading on to other things with regard to that Portuguese championship as well with um Chris. So fingers crossed, uh this is the start of a you know, a, a good pairing. Yeah, and you know, I have to say, Chris Meek, the way he conducted himself last week in that round of the, yeah. the Portuguese Championship, like he put on a show for the spectators, he won the rally, he spoke so highly, uh, you know, he was already a, a, a god in my eyes, but he went up another notch again, I think, last weekend. Yeah, listen, I know he hasn't disappeared, but it was lovely to see him back, yeah. lovely to see him back in, you know, full competition again, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm delighted to, that he's doing a full championship and, and really interested to see how this goes for him. 
Yeah, because like you know, it's been out of competition for a few years now. To mm. step back in and be on the on the money so quick, like yes, we know he's sublimely talented. Like, as you know, scary the talent the guy has, but like that just you know that was phenomenal. You know, and a real hat tip there to Chris and all there. You know, so I suppose right that it was uh, season two episode twelve B or sorry S twelve B. Can you please like share rate comment, uh, all those different things, subscribe. Uh, So that's it. Until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.